And welcome back to another segment of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor, where we give it to you straight, raw, with no chaser, because we cut through the minutia that is the mainstream media. All right. I mentioned on the previous segment that is Hillary Clinton's uh, the October surprise. So here's where I'm going with this is last cycle. Uh, as I mentioned, Hillary Clinton peaked around mid, well, mid to late October, October 20, October 22. She peaked in the polls and then she just dropped, fell like a rock and lost the election. Okay. And she lost it by slim margins. Uh, you know, this, this, it was a very slim election. Trump won it because he picked up Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And again, by razor, razor thin margins. And, and that, at that time in October, James Comey came out with the, he's reopening the investigation and it hurt her. It did. She hates James Comey because of that. But then he redeemed himself by saying there was nothing to it. And now everybody hates James Comey. He doesn't, he's not like on either side, but he doesn't seem to get that. Anyway, um, right now, President Trump has ordered the, the declassification without redactions of all of the Spygate information. He just did this last week. So here's what's starting to percolate out is we know, and this is a, here's a story from the National Review. Yes, Hillary Clinton orchestrated the Russian collusion farce. What we know now, here's a sub headline that'll sum it all up for you. The Clinton campaign dreamed up, paid for, and peddled the Trump-Russia collusion farce. It's all going to come out. It's all coming out in October, about the same time as the last cycle. So is Hillary Clinton the October surprise again? Two elections in a row? You see, Democrats, you see, you should have gotten rid of this albatross around your neck years ago. Absolutely years ago. She is bad for the party, so I'm glad you kept her around. She is the epitome of your party. The most corrupt woman in politics is, has been, Hillary Clinton. And her husband, one boy, Bill, just as corrupt. They have made hundreds of millions of dollars and they want more. I mean, can you imagine if Biden's elected, him putting her in his cabinet? And there's been conversation, there's been bubbles up about her becoming Secretary of Defense. Think about that. Hillary Clinton, so she can fleece the country again. There's also talk of uh, Cuomo being put in a cabinet. I forget what position. They're talking about Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. You know, have you noticed that Biden doesn't tell you who he's going to pick for his cabinet? Because if he did, if he said uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, people would be running for the hills. And he would lose a large chunk of it. Uh, well, actually, he wouldn't lose any of his base. What he would do is it would, <laughs> it would rile up Trump's base. So is this any surprise to anybody? Hillary Clinton potentially is going to be the October surprise yet again. I find the delicious irony of it just, well, delicious. So, you know, I, the, this is the best time for the election, by the way, because the GOP under Trump's leadership, yes, Trump's leadership, seems to finally have some balls. They're actually doing things that, you know, you wouldn't believe that they would have done in the past. Like, for example, 
Here's a headline. Check out this headline. TikTok trolls attempt to sabotage another pro-Trump event and end up unwittingly donating almost $16,000 to support the GOP candidate. Yeah, yeah. So here's what happened. I'll try to sum this up. Is So some TikTok user thought they'd try to sabotage a Staten Island GOP rally last week, by, and I'm reading from the article, by hoarding online tickets in the same way that they did for the Trump rally. Remember in the Trump rally, the left went and got all the free tickets? So the GOP got wind that they were doing this. <laughs> so what the GOP did was they put a $5 snippet on there. It's kind of a processing fee. And in doing so, all of these leftists who thought they were so clever and sucking up all the tickets so nobody got to go, <laughs> generated $16,000 for the, the grand old party. And it did not do anything to the election. In fact, uh, let's see, the party chairman, Brendan Lantney, had received about 1,500 RSVPs from Staten Islanders for the event. But then out of nowhere, those numbers started to climb quickly all the way up to 75,000. That's when he realized something was up and he added that $5 fee. And they still had a large turnout for the event. I think they still had like 2,500 people that showed up. So that left, you, you think you're smart. You really do, but you're not. You're not smart. You, can't, you, you know, here's the problem with the left is, I shouldn't say they're not smart. They're not stupid, but they're blinded by their emotions and they're blinded by their hatred that they don't see the forest through the trees and they keep screwing up like this. I mean, the left just doesn't get it. And if you, do, if you support Trump in any way, shape, or form, well, you're evil. You're part of the problem. Uh, John Bolton is a perfect example of this. John Bolton came out against Trump. Now, whether you like John Bolton or not, I know he was a darling of the right for a while, but, you know, I, I, me personally, the man seems to ha have his lips permanently attached to the government's ass. So I, I don't, he's always been in government. I mean, he wants to be in government so he can enact how he believe what his beliefs are. And I got a problem with people like that. I mean, that's I mean, that's why you get into government. I understand. You, but, but actually, no, you get into government to, to serve, to serve the people. And I'm not sure John Bolton served the people. But anyway, I digress. I'm not going to get into any Bolton bashing here. But here he is with um, <clears throat> Wolf Blitzer, uh, arguably one of the dumbest men in news media. I mean, I remember he went on Jeopardy and famously just flailed out. I don't know if he got any points at all. But here he is interviewing John Bolton. And he tries to goad Bolton into not into backing Biden. So listen to this. I'm, I'm picking this up from the middle. It's kind of a long clip. I don't want you to hear the whole thing. So I'm picking it up as Bolton's talking about Trump's um, handling of the virus, which he thinks is poor. So to put it right out there, but listen to this exchange. Yeah, it certainly would have. And I, I think they would have gone along. I think they would have followed his lead. But if you go right back to the very beginning, and I mean, really, at the end of last year, uh, even even before the first signs were raised in this country, there was no effort by the president to develop a strategy against contingencies of what might happen with the disease. It was exactly the opposite. He denied the reality of it. He denied there was a problem in China, and he denied the possibility that problem could come here. It's the same approach. If I say there's no problem, if I say it's going to go away in the spring, it will go away in the spring. You know, the virus didn't get the memo, and we're now paying the consequences. But this is Donald Trump at work. And a second term will be no different and probably will be worse 
than the first term. Yeah, that's why you're not supporting him. No, I, I suspect he doesn't even know that some of them are going on. The president has never been interested in learning about facts he doesn't know about, except to the vital extent that they affect his reelection campaign. And I suspect uh, in a world where he generally doesn't pay much attention to intelligence briefing uh, briefings right now, he's probably paying almost no attention at all. Well, that's very worrisome indeed. Uh, as you know, the former CIA NSA director, Michael Hayden, recently endorsed Joe Biden. In fact, nearly 130 f former Republican national security officials are backing Biden right now. So what does that tell you about the president's handling of national security? And you know most of these former Republican national security types. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not backing Biden, just to be clear. I'm, I'm going to write in the name of another Republican. But, but the fact is, the, the president doesn't have his own philosophy. He doesn't have a grand strategy. He's not a conservative Republican. It's perfectly all right for conservatives not to support him. So obviously, Bolton's not a fan of the president, but it didn't exactly go the way Wolf Blitzer wanted, did it? Wolf Blitzer wanted him to basically say he was supporting Biden, and he's not. <clears throat> so the left went on a Twitter rant against Joe Biden. Joe Bol John, I'm sorry, John Bolton. Uh, John Bolton is a cowardly rat and deserves the karma that is inevitable, inevitably coming his way. Uh, John Bolton still and always will suck. Never forget that. John Bolton just said he is writing in a Republican for POTUS, CNN with Wolf Blitzer, F. John Bolton. John Bolton is a coward. Pass it on. If there's one positive outcome of the last four years, it's that now everyone hates John Bolton. The left just, they're besides themselves. They're flopping at the mouth. They got nothing. All they have, all they have is the coronavirus. And you know what? <clears throat> they should use it against Trump. I would. If I was, if it was, Tables were turned, the same thing would be going on. Tables were turned, though, arguably there'd be more deaths. But hey, we won't need to get we don't need to get into that because it's all speculation. It doesn't mean anything. Just like they would say if Biden was in charge, there'd be fewer deaths. Biden, in fact, said that if he was in charge, there'd be no deaths. That I think we can refute. That I think we can argue. But he did say that. And now the the, the left, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. He's about to get a Supreme Court justice on the bench. Hillary Clinton is about to be the October surprise again. Who knows what else will come out in these redacted or non-redacted memos. And uh, Antifa didn't go away. But they're not on the news as much, are they? Is that, if you wonder why Antifa's not on the news. Now, you probably heard about the shooting and the murder of somebody at a BLM rally. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But Antifa... Um, they, have, they haven't gone away. In fact, they have been protesting and protesting like they always have in Portland. What is it about Portland? Why do they pick on that poor city? Now, in Portland, you got the mayor, Tim Wheeler, who is weak. I mean, just weak. And he, I, you know, he's being challenged by a pro-Antifa candidate. And she's ahead in the polls. That's why they pick on Portland, because they know they can. Portland's not going to do anything. Portland, Wheeler is weak. He's weak. Now, here's what Antifa's doing. They, they've knocked down some more statues over the weekend. They knocked down a George Washington statue. They knocked down an Abraham Lincoln statue. You just got to ask yourself, what? 
Why? What, what, is, the, what is the logic? Uh, now they're going after Abraham Lincoln. This is the man who freed the slaves. Antifa was supposed to be this big entity about anti-racism, right? But no. And now here's something that uh, I found this on Twitter. Antifa put out some notice. Uh, and it said on November 4th, don't forget to disguise yourselves as patriots slash Trump supporters. Wear MAGA hats, USA flags, three percenter insignias, and convincing police uniforms is even better. So what are they planning? They're planning to show to to show discourse in the media by by pretending to be Trump supporters and have and exhibit outlandish behavior. Now, let's see if it comes to fruition. I don't know. This is just some tweet on Twitter. It may not come to fruition, but I wouldn't put it past Antifa supporters. Uh, here, Andy Nell, by the way, who's a phenomenal reporter uh, as far as just getting out in there and reporting on Antifa. Uh, he tweeted out over the weekend, uh, overnight, Antifa toppled the statues of Roosevelt and Lincoln in Portland. Uh, police didn't stop them. Back in June, they toppled the statue of George Washington, and no one was ever arrested for that. And they show, he shows video of it, and they've got the Project 1619, where it was a complete fabricated project out of the New York Times. Uh, Big Floyd is... Uh, Graffiti on there, BLM, you're on native land. This is what Antifa and BLM are doing. So they rioted over the weekend <clears throat> in Portland again, toppled some statues. So they're still there. They haven't gone away. But surprisingly, you're not seeing it in the news like we did before. Now, why do you think that is? Well, we all know why that is. Because Don Lemon and uh, Chris Cuomo famously had that conversation where it's showing up in the polls. It's showing up in the polls and it's hurting the Democrats. So the media dutifully, they stopped showing it. It's still out there. Andy No is showing, he's, here's another tweet over the weekend. Uh, Antifa rioters in Portland have smashed up the Oregon Historical Society tonight. The Abraham Lincoln statue in Portland was toppled tonight by the indigenous fraction faction of the Antifa who organized a day of rage. They're just an idea, right? Right? Yeah, Antifa's still out there, and BLM is still out there, but surprisingly, you're not seeing as much in the media about them. That's on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I reported <clears throat> on this group called Refuse Fascism, and they said they were going to protest every day up until Election Day. And they completely fizzled out. And why do they fizzle out? Because this is a group that's, they, they're traced back to the Revolutionary Communist Party USA out of some bookstore in New York. These old aging communists are still trying to take hold. They were trying to wedge themselves in as the leadership of Antifa. And they were directing these kids and giving these kids uh, cues and putting other kids out in the streets. To, you know, they were coordinating all this. So if you want to see where the leadership of Antifa is, it really lies within the Revolutionary Communist Party USA through their refused fascism arm. And they are a direct link, refused fascism and the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. And it's all these aging commies out of, running this bookstore up in New York. And the reason that they fizzled was because the media realized that these protests were hurting the Democrats. They're hurting Biden. And right now, Biden is not, in a, he, he, 
this lead he has is not a solid lead and they know it and they're worried they they're again the left aren't stupid they're bad at strategy but they're not stupid so they're watching all this they're watching all of these <clears throat> um you know the the primary uh, group folk, the primary model they see that they see these other pundits that have correctly predicted presidential elections and they're predicting a Biden or a Trump win. They see all of this and they know, again, I'm going to repeat myself. They know this is a base election. And the reason I say this a lot is if you are a conservative, I'm not a member of the GOP. I'm not a member of the GOP. I am a registered libertarian, but the libertarian party sucks. They just do. You know, the, Neil Bortz, who was a uh, radio host here in the Atlanta market for decades, and he's since retired, just absolutely uh, one of the funniest guy, pundits I ever listened to. I used to enjoy Bortz because he was so sarcastic. Uh, and he, even he has come out and said he's going to vote for Trump. And he's, he's like the one who turned me on to um, the Libertarian Party and Libertarian ideas, listening to him oh so many decades ago. This is where my influence was. And he's come out and stated that he is voting for Trump because the Libertarian Party candidates just suck. Those are my words, not his. But that's true. They mean well, but they suck. I'm sorry, the Libertarian Party should get its act together. They have great ideas. But if you vote for the Libertarian, you're basically throwing your vote away. This is a base election, and we need to get every vote in the GOP column as possible. And I'm not trying to be a cheerleader here, but I guess I am, because we must get out the vote, and we ourselves must vote. Because they're, they're, they're firing up their base through anger and emotions, <clears throat> and they're fired up. So if we're not fired up as much, and I believe we are, well, if we're not, we're going to lose the election. I, I, I try to resist saying this is a do or die election that, you know, the, our liberty depends on it. Our lives depends on it. Vote as if your life depends on it. That's what the left says all the time. But I've never in my adult life seen an election so important as I've seen this one. I thought the last cycle was important. That's why I voted against Hillary Clinton. I did not want her in the presidency just because she was so corrupt. Not because of her leftist policies. One of the things, if Hillary Clinton did become president of the United States, there's no doubt in my mind that she would actually be making the decisions. They would be wrong, but she would be the one making the decisions. Uh, and she would be making decisions, by the way, to grift more from the American public, if not the world stage. Biden, on the other hand, will not be making the decisions. Biden will be a figurehead. And these leftists, People that he, well, put it, these leftist figureheads or, or cabinet members or the people running this campaign, they will have the levers of power, not him. And he, they will fight for those levers of power. So you will have chaos within his administration because you won't have a, a cohesive leader. You'll have all these people trying to vie for the power, one including Kamala Harris. And then you'll have somebody else trying to buy for that same power, if not more, and you will have chaos in that administration. And who knows what damage that could do? And they're all radical far leftists. Kamala Harris has been voted the most radical leftist senator in the Senate, farther left than Bernie Sanders. And if Biden is elected, 
all those people right now that are running his campaign will be the ones making the decision, not Kamala Harris, by the way. That'll happen because he'll eventually bow out due to health reasons, probably within the year two, and Kamala Harris will be elevated to the presidency. Then she will be the one making the decisions. But before that, you will have absolute chaos because all of these people in his, his campaign right now are the ones that will have the power, not Kamala Harris. Remember, she came after. You will have absolute chaos, and they're all far-left radicals. I believe this election is the most important election in my lifetime. And I believe the excitement that we have for this president, I believe he's going to be elected. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not seeing a landslide. I'd love to believe uh, Don Suber and his blog where Trump will win 35 states. I'd love to believe it, love to see it. But at this point in time, I, I, I just want the election to go red. And I think we, we need to keep the Senate. If we lose the Senate and the House, and we don't get back the House, Trump's going to be impeached. Mike Pence will be our president, but Trump will be impeached. Mark my words. If the left win the Senate and they retain the House, they will impeach this president. You know what they'll impeach him for? They'll impeach him for putting Amy Coney Barrett on the court. They'll, they'll find anything and anything they can. But Trump, he doesn't go without a fight, so they need to watch what they're doing. All right, let me get into some other news real quick, and we'll wrap up uh, this show for the day. You heard of that shooting, most likely out in Denver, where originally it was reported that a BLM or Antifa member shot a uh, Trump supporter in the face and killed him. Now, it turns out there's more to the story. He was actually the guy, the shooter, uh, Matthew Doloff, who he was apparently a security guard for a local um, media, local news, let's see, uh, Nine News employee. He was Nine News. Apparently, he was hired as security from Nine News. Apparently, I say apparently because it's all still filtering out, uh, he did not have a license to be a security guard. So he was in violation of the law. They were in violation of the law hiring him. And he apparently, again, there's that word again, uh, posted a lot of far left radical things on his, his websites and Facebook page or whatnot. So this guy who claimed he was a security guard, which he was not by all indications that we're seeing in the news, and was far left radical, new, nine news, local news organization hired him for security to go to these events he gets into an altercation with uh oh what did, 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 keltner is a man keltner lee keltner uh he gets an altercation with the guy lee keltner who was there as a trump supporter uh lee keltner sprays him down with mace now there's a picture of him here in the denverpost.com i'll put it in my show notes of lee keltner spray spraying mace on to Matthew Doloff. Now, Matthew Doloff has his weapon drawn, pointing at Keltner. Now, we don't know, I don't know, if Keltner was spraying mace after this guy drew his weapon, but we know that Keltner sprayed mace, and then this guy, Matthew Doloff, shot him and killed him. Just tragic. It's gotten out of hand. This has gotten out of hand, these protests. I mean, when is enough's enough? You know, and you you got violence happening all the time. And these protesters are so far left. Donald Trump was right. The problem is the far left protesters. Uh, 
here's a, a story out of uh, the post-millennial revealed women who plowed her car into Trump supporters is a major BLM organizer. A driver accused of attempted murder of driving a car into a crowd of Trump supporters in California and severely injuring two people has been revealed to be a major Black Lives Matters organizer. Tatiana Tia Rita Turner, 40, of Long Beach, was taken into police custody and charged with attempted murder and assault with a deadly weapon following the incident on Saturday when she reportedly plowed her white sedan through a declared, a declared riot of 250 demonstrators in Yorba Linda, about 30 miles southeast of L.A. Bail's been set at a million dollars. Well, you know, when that happened up in Charlottesville back in 2017, you saw what the media did, right? They went crazy. Bet you this is the first you're hearing of this because the media, the mainstream media, doesn't report it. Just like the plot to, of those militia members, air quotes, if you're watching this on the YouTube, air quotes, militia members who plotted to kidnap Governor Whitmer in Michigan. Well, here from Breitbart, Nolte, Nolte that's one of the writers, Wapple buries news BLM supporter allegedly tied to Governor Whitmer kidnap plot. See, the left doesn't want you to know this stuff. The far left Washington Post buried the news, one of the alleged plotters in the scheme to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer in a, is a Black Lives Matters supporter. But they want you to believe that these were right-wing militia that were Trump supporters. They weren't. They were far left radical lunatics. Lunatics. Absolute lunatics. So we've got Antifa and BLM are still out there. Make no mistake about it. They're still rioting. They're, you can call them protests or whatever you want. They're still rioting, but the media is not covering it. And why is the media not covering it? Because they know this hurts Biden. And it's, it's, it's a miscarriage of journalism. It really is. If the media would just report the news everything would change for the better, but they won't, they don't. They have this blind allegiance to the left because they're ideologically aligned. You know, someone asked me, why, why did the media do this? Why are they like this? You know, think about it. They come out of journalism school and they're taught by these leftist professors in journalism school. And they, the question is, why did they get into journalism? There was a survey done many years ago. Why do most journalists, journalists get into journalism? Because they want to change the world. They believe they can change the world through journalism by reporting. But if it doesn't align with their ideology, they skew it, and they believe they're changing the world for the better. Why? It's the same reason why people vote for Democrats that have no clue of what the Democrat Party is really about. No clue that the Democrat Party is a party of slavery. No clue that the Democrat Party is a party of Jim Crow. No clue that the Democrat Party is a segregationist party. No clue that the Democrat Party birthed the KKK. No clue that the Democrat Party is using BLM and Antifa as a militant wing of their party, just like they did the KKK. What they think is there was a big switch back in the 60s and the Republicans became the racists, and the Democrats became the good guys. Never happened. Complete lie. Complete fabrication. All you got to do is ask them, when did the switch happen? Ask any leftist, when did the switch happen? First thing you'll see is a deer in the headlight look. And then they'll say to you, in the 60s, 
So then you say back to them, okay, if it happened in the 60s, how come the Republicans didn't really take over the South as far as legislation, Congress and Senate, until the 90s, the mid-90s, like 30 years after? Why did it take 30 years? They can't answer that because there was no switch. That's the answer. There were a handful, but... Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, in one of his documentaries, um, I forget which one, I think Hillary's America, discussed this. And of the 1,600, there was like maybe a half a dozen that switched. The 1,600 legislators in the 1960s that were Democrat, most famous one being Strom Thurmond. But what really happened was the Democrats switched to the Dixiecrat Party because they didn't like the Democrat Party was kind of getting, it was like, you know, this segregation, Jim Crow stuff, we're making us look bad. So there's a lot of them switched to Dixiecrat party and ran as Dixiecrats in the 1972 presidential election, lost miserably, and they all went right back to being Democrats. They did not go. They did not switch to Republican. There was no big switch. If there was any other thing of a switch, it was a Dixiecrat party. And they were Democrats. Look it up. It's all in there. But the left doesn't want you to know that. And their voters don't want to have any intellectual curiosity to see for themselves. All right, a couple other news bits. Uh, here's uh, from news.com, coronavirus. The World Health Organization backflips on virus stance by condemning lockdowns. That's the World Health Organization. Lockdowns have been used to control the coronavirus around the world. Now a WHO official has questioned the success of them. The World Health Organization has backflipped on its original COVID-19 stance after calling the, for world leaders to stop locking down their countries and economies. You probably heard this all over the mainstream news. No, no, you didn't. No, no, of course not. Dr. David Navarro from the World Health Organization appealed to world leaders yesterday, telling them to stop using lockdowns as your primary control method of the coronavirus. He also claimed that the only thing lockdowns achieved was poverty with no mention of the potential lives saved. Lockdowns just have one consequence that you must never ever belittle, and that is making poor people an awful lot poorer, he said. I, is this real? I may have to go and verify that this is not a satire site because this, this is like, really? Uh, let's see, let's hit the about page because that's huge at the World Health Organization. Uh, this is news.com.au from Australia. So is number one commercial news site. News.com AU reaches over 10 million Australians delivering extensive breaking news and national interest stories. Thanks to our team of dedicated journalists, plus the strength of News Corp Australia network. Oh, so it's a legitimate news organization that is reporting that the World Health Organization is backflipping on the lockdown. Wow, this is huge. What will our leaders do? Our Democrat leaders. You know what our Democrat leaders do. They'll do nothing because they don't want you to know this. All right, well, uh, again, I'm going some quick fire stuff. Did you hear or see, um, you know, that actor who played Newman in Seinfeld? Some, some, you know, Seinfeld was a long, long time ago. Um, but there was a character named Newman. He was Jerry Seinfeld's nemesis, and it was Newman. Jerry Newman, you saw these back and forth all the time. Every time they saw each other, Newman played a postman in the Jerry 
Seinfeld show. And he's back as a postman. Uh, this is from PJ Media, and this is hilarious. Uh, before I get into the context, actor Wayne Knight, who played the mailman Newman on Seinfeld in the 1990s, reprised his most famous role in an ad from Democrat Super PAC, PAC R-O-N-Y-M. So this is from a Democrat Super PAC, and uh, I'm a, I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well. But the point that PJ Media made, let's see if you figure this out. Listen to this. The following is a message from your friendly local mail carrier. Hello, zip codes. And you plus fours, you know who you are. According to this month-old issue of uh, Dr. Roberta Greenberg's Time Magazine subscription, there's been a systematic premeditated assault on the U.S. mail by President Trump and his so-called Postmaster General. That guy's never even licked the stamp. They've had the unmitigated goal to try to slow down the mail. But everybody knows that the only person who can slow down the mail is a mailman. They've shortened working hours. They got missing mailboxes. They're decommissioning sweet, sweet sorting machines to try to delay voting by mail. And it's not just your mail-in ballots you got to worry about. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to worry about your, your grandma's blood pressure medicine, your social security checks, military benefits, and millions and millions of crate and barrel catalogs that are just piling and piling and piling up. They're not getting delivered anywhere. It's a disaster. When the mail stops, the world stops. Look, I'm not a political person. Last time I voted was for Flavor of the Month at Baskin Robbins. But take it from me, a postman. If you want to vote early in person, do it. You want to vote from home? Apply for your ballot and get it in as soon as possible. My brothers and sisters and I in blue will do our solemn best to make sure your ballot is delivered. Oh. As mandated by the U.S. Constitution. Article 1, Section 8, Clause... Uh, what the hell clause was it? Yeah, I can't remember. Hey! You picked the wrong government employees to mess with! All right, Donnie. You know those tax returns? The ones you don't want anyone seeing? You should never have mailed those. <laughs> Good day. And forget the fact, this is how they view you as Postal Service members. They don't even get, they don't even understand that they actually are making the case the point to be fearful of mail and ballots because they, <laughs> one of the things that we've been saying all along that you know the people that are handling the ballots are the ones we got to worry about so he just basically admitted the ones you got to worry about are the mailmen <laughs> and if you got the union the the union the the mail person's union that endorsed biden uh they do i mean I would have thought this was like an SNL skit if I didn't know this came from some Democrat pack. Unbelievable how tin-eared the left are. They just don't get it. They are so far off the rails with emotion that they can't see the forest through the trees. I'm going to leave you with one last clip. Uh, I mentioned it early 
uh, at the top of the show, Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann, former ESPN host, lashed out at Trump supporters Friday night, calling for the prosecution and conviction of all those connected with the president. Listen to this lunacy. Trump can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened, they will not be so easily destroyed. So let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. Remember it, even as we dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died, that the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it, means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. What an absolute drama queen. Did, did you, I mean, and they call us the fascists. I've said this before, uh, that Antifa, which is supposed to be anti-fascist, right? They're communists, by the way, but anti-fascist is their name. They're protesting in these leftist cities because that must be where the fascists are listening to Keith Oberman. Is that not so far from the truth? I mean, did you hear that man? Who gives him a voice? That is crazy talk. It, the left likes to label this term on the right called cognitive dissonance. I think I got that right. But it's basically the belief that you are are right against all odds and you don't even have the intellectual curiosity to challenge your own assumptions. This man is a lunatic. He's a fascist and he doesn't even see it. He sees us as fascists when he is the one that's advocating fascism. He wants to purge us from society. Think about that. He wants to purge Trump supporters from society. Somehow Amy Coney Barrett is the, is, is the enemy. She's a justice. She's a court justice. But she's the enemy because she is in the way of their ideals. And make no mistake, their ideals, by the way, are total control of the populace through government. And of course, they would be the ones in charge of said government because, and I'll leave you with this quote, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than other. The left are crazy. Get out and vote. Let's make sure that we squash them this election and let's get the set, let's keep the Senate, let's get the House back, vote red, party ticket down the line to squash this insurrection that they call it because they're lunatics. They are absolute lunatics. They're coming for you, they're coming for me. And the only way we can stop them. Set the ballot box. 
Thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please do visit our website, the PBL podcast.com all of our social media links are there uh you can interact with me a lot on twitter and somewhat on tiktok i'm still shadow banned on tiktok working on it we'll see next week if i'm off if i stay on the platform but they are trying to silence our voices on these social media platforms but please do click on our youtube link and subscribe 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 help us move up in the algorithm as well as with the podcast please like follow share subscribe and rate the podcast because life is not the matrix life is an algorithm thanks for listening to pbo podcast politics and Brian Very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director Kathy Rinking. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching for you, if you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, Charisma Coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or, again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You're going to love this workshop.